do you want me to listen or do you want advice? But I don't think those experiences hold the same weight if you don't have your friendships along with them. If you are someone that has 25 best friends, then you obviously have a very different definition of what friendship is. It's to like have these like leftover pieces of people in your life. Hey everyone, and welcome to the Within Ourselves podcast. This is the very first official episode, and I'm here today with one of my best friends for honestly like a really long time, since like sixth or seventh grade, I think. Yeah, I think sixth grade. Yeah, so she's the first guest on the podcast. Only seemed right, you know? So (laughs) Hannah, if you just want to introduce yourself. Sure. Hi, my name is Hannah. Um, I am a senior at Purdue University in Indiana, and I study graphic design here. Um, I'm a huge basketball fan, and Maya and I have been friends for a very long time. It's a very great friendship in my life. And so, yeah, I guess we're just going to talk about friends today. Today's episode, we're going to be Talking about friendship, essentially. So how to identify those meaningful relationships in your life? How do you identify your true friends and how to attract these people into your life? And then we're also going to be talking about, you know, how to know when a friendship is just like no longer serving you, like signs to look for, you know, how to break up with your friends and also just like dealing with seasons of loneliness too when you maybe don't have a lot of friends. So I guess we can start off by talking about how we became friends. Sure. Remember at all? Like, (laughs) like my memory of it is like not um, specific in any sense, just that like I had obviously been at OLG, our grade school. I'd been there literally since I was in kindergarten. And then you came in sixth grade, right? Yeah. Sixth grade. And when you came in sixth grade, I kind of felt like I got a little bit of a name for myself at OLG and the fact that I was one of the few kids that maybe wasn't outright mean at first anyway. So yeah, the um, kids were honestly mean. Like yeah, my first day mean. of sixth grade, I came home and cried afterwards. Which so is terrible. But I think since we had all been in school together for so long, like when new kids came in, it was just so much more obvious. I don't know if that's like a thing in public school or not, but um, so yeah, I felt like I was a little bit nicer, a little bit more open to new kids. And so I think we just kind of started talking and spending time together. Maybe I think we were in the same homeroom, actually. I think sixth grade is when I started to get split off from like the girls that I was mostly friends with were all actually in the other homeroom and I was in a different one. And I was like, okay, I have no idea who to talk to or hang out with. Um, And a lot of the kids that were in our sixth grade homeroom were kind of like labeled as like bad kids. Like I don't know how else to say that. The Um, middle school drama unfolding. (laughs) Yeah. The moms were mad. Um, And so yeah, I feel like we kind of just bonded together through that in the sense that we were kind of on our own. Yeah, like I said, on the first day of sixth grade, I came home and cried. I think I like ran away from home. Like I just like walked on my house and told my family, like, there's no way you can make me go to school tomorrow. Like, and um, yeah, I mean, Hannah was just like always super nice and we bonded 
you know, fairly quickly. And honestly, like once eighth grade rolled around and we were about to go to high school, it was pretty much just the two of us at that point. So, but, and then we went to high school together and stayed friends through all of that and prom and the whole shebang, you know, but (laughs) yeah, all the classic trauma experiences that you go through as a yeah literally major our awkward phase we went to a ton of concerts together and stuff like that yeah although middle school was like such a long time ago you know we obviously like went to high school together and I met you know a lot of friends in high school some that I'm still friends with today like obviously Hannah being you being one of them so But, and then we went to college and I went like 14 hours away and Hannah stayed in Indiana. And so I feel like that was kind of a test of our friendship too. I mean, you would come down here like on spring breaks or summer, really any chance that, you know, we could get to hang out out with each other, we would. But I mean, Mm -hmm. I haven't even seen you since July I think at this point in time which is insane that might be one of the longest times we've gone without seeing each other to be honest I was gonna say I do think that this time that we're in right now has been the longest but it's funny because I remember people talking about especially with you moving so far away like that friendship and stuff and it just like never really crossed my mind that we wouldn't be friends. Like, I don't really know how to explain that, but like, it just never was a worry of mine that like, we would end up not being friends because I just kind of felt like we were going to end up being friends. Like, obviously I wouldn't see you in the same capacity of like every day seeing you, but it just never, it was never a doubt in my mind that we were going to stay friends. Yeah. Yeah. I think I agree with that. I mean, we saw each other as much as we could during that time, you know, you right. come down to St. Augustine and we go to the beach and things like that. But I mean, even now being, you know, you're still in school because you did the extra year and I'm in post-grad and I have a nine to five job, you know, life gets really busy and having like trying to find the time to talk to each other is really hard sometimes. But I think that we like make it work, especially with a cappuccino. Yeah, the cappuccino really helps. I do think it'd be cool if we did some kind of like Zoom call or something, kind of like what we're doing right now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wish we did something like that. It is just so hard with like different schedules and stuff because obviously with being in college, quite a bit of my busy times are later on in the day, whereas like you're at work all day and then- Right, our schedules are flipped now. Yeah, it's just- So that's of- been interesting to navigate for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And for those of you that don't know, Cappuccino is a, um, it's an app, which you should really download if you have like long distance friendships or people that like you want to stay in touch with, but it's basically this podcast app and every day you can record like a three minute podcast, essentially. Like it puts music over what you're saying. And so we have that app and we send cappuccinos to each other pretty much every day. And it's honestly nice because we can kind of stay up to date with each other's lives without like committing to like a full blown, like hour long conversation, because that's what does happen whenever we talk to each other on the phone. 
And yeah. like, you only have so much time for that. So, so I think that's a great way to like stay in touch when you have a long distance friend. It's definitely something we use. I also just think too, like we've been friends for so long. We've been through the awkward stage. We've been with each other in some of like the biggest like moments, transformative moments of each other's lives. Like we just kind of have like a mutual understanding that like, you know, we're going to be in each other's lives. Like, you know, too much about me at this point. Like, yeah, you can't let you go. Yeah. We don't have to talk every day to know that we're always going to be each other's like best friends which is really awesome to have. And I know a lot of people don't have that. So extremely blessed to have that for sure. And yeah, I don't know. I think we also have a very good, I know other people talk about friendships in this way where it's like, you just pick up where you left off. Like, it's not like a, you know, we update each other as much as we can, but it's like, you know, when we're back together, it's not necessarily like we're doing this whole debrief. It's like, we're just normal as if we were always together all the time exactly yeah I mean if we're kind of talking about the definition of a true friend I definitely think that it's someone where you can kind of pick up where you left off like what you said and sit in complete silence with this person like you always feel comfortable around them and you know they don't I feel like with our friendship being friends for so long like we've obviously both changed a lot but I think one thing that's worked in our friendship is you've never tried to change me or like stop me from changing, like embraced me in like every phase of my life. Because I'm way different than I was even four years ago, like going into college, you know, you're different too. And I think for the better for both of us, but like a true friend is someone that embraces who you are and like, doesn't try to change you encourages you to change too and grow as well no I think that's so true like I I would totally agree with that we've definitely gone through changes even from like even within college and then looking back even farther than that like you see so much change over time you know how big sisters sometimes girls will be like whatever their older sister's into they just think it's the coolest thing ever I don't necessarily think we do that with each other where it's like anything you're into, I'm really into or like vice versa, but it's more just like an understanding of like, I think we both have such an appreciation for seasons of change and going through big changes like that personality wise, style wise, kind of whatever it is, as well as like understanding that there's so much, I don't know, there's something to be appreciated about everyone having differences of like what they're into and stuff. You know, we don't have to have the same interests, be the same person because we are similar in a lot of ways, but we're also different in a lot of ways. And Mm -hmm. I I don't think that you should have friends that are exactly like you either. You should surround yourself with different people that have different points of view. A true friend is just someone that genuinely wants to see you win too. Like there's no competition. You pour that same love like back into each other. Hannah chugs her wine on the other end. I need to finish this bottle of wine tonight because I'm leaving tomorrow. Yeah, I'm drinking a Vista Bay hard seltzer that my friend Ken's left here. So Ken's, if you're listening, um, I'm drinking this. (laughs) Um, But I mean, we kind of talked about like traits that we look for in friends, but I guess let's talk about how to identify true friends and 
how yeah. do you like attract these people into your life? I think I'll start. So like, I think first is like getting clear on your non-negotiables. It might sound silly, but take a journal out, write down your needs for friendship. What are some things that you just won't tolerate? What are some things that you absolutely need? And don't be afraid to get specific on those too. Don't think that you're being too harsh. You know, I think writing stuff down can help you attract those people into your life and also just get really clear on what you need um, in friendships and finding people that support those needs. Some things for me that I would say are non-negotiables in a friendship are just like someone that's reliable and trustworthy. Check in with you. They make plans with you. It sounds like basic needs. Bare minimum. But, but, it, yeah. but honestly, it is really hard to find people that you can trust. Mm-hmm. Find people that are reliable that I know if I something happened to me and I needed someone there in that moment, like who are those people you can call and they're going to be there for you? Right. Yeah. I think on my end, like growing up, honestly, besides you, I had a lot of very troublesome friendships and especially friendships that just, but I think for me growing up, I didn't really have like breakups, like boyfriends or anything like that, but I had so many friend breakups throughout, like, especially like middle school and high school that were just like so jarring. And I think part of that is being an only child and not really understanding certain things as far as like arguments and stuff like that's a huge like learning curve I think for only children just in the sense of like you don't really have like petty arguments with like your siblings and stuff obviously so it's like kind of learning those petty arguments don't really mean that much you know in the grand scheme of life besides that I think I just had kind of bad luck with friends who with being so young I think a lot of them just didn't know how to navigate friendships yet And sadly, I just got like the back half of that. Most strongest friendships I've had have been in college. And the biggest things that I've looked for within friends is one, because I'm so introverted, I really try to go for extroverted friends. So that way they'll push me to do all of that fun stuff that I'm supposed to be doing (laughs) that I won't do on my own. So like, that's a huge thing for me, which I think is kind of funny because I really don't have very many friends that are really introverted like I am most of them are very extra even you I would say are very extroverted um, or at least more so than I am so that's one thing and I think also like people that are gonna enhance life and experiences that you go through like with college I think a huge part of making friends is through organizations you're in and that kind of thing and it's like I don't want to be friends with people who I want to be friends with people who we're going to go to different you know events and stuff and they're gonna make it like such a great memory in my mind versus like friends who you know you bond over like really negative things in your life I can't really explain that in any other way but like friends that are just gonna make all the fun stuff even better yeah I mean you want to you want to find those people where even if you're not with them let's say you're at a concert and you're enjoying the concert, and then you have a thought, and you're like, wow, this would be so much better if so-and-so was here. 
that's when you know that you have someone like really special in your life. When you're looking for a true friend, you want it to be someone, like we said, that's not going to judge you and you can be your full self around and you can go to whenever, you know, you have a problem or whatever it may be big or small. And I think a pet peeve of mine and what I don't like having in friendships and honestly might be a non-negotiable for me is when you're going through something and you're talking to a friend about it. And they're either just not fully present with you or they turn the situation around to be about them. You know, I'm always there for them when they have a problem and let them vent. But when it's, there's something bothering me and I need to vent or I need advice, they're not there for me. Right. I don't have friends like that in my life anymore, thank goodness. But I can recall past friendships where that had happened Mm -hmm. so in terms of like what not to look for in a friend I think that's a big red flag is someone that you know you're always there for them but they're never really there for you or yeah and I think like some people try to kind of turn it into this you know you're trying to relate to whatever situation and don't get me wrong I think there's value in that I think it's really useful to like be like wait a minute take a deep breath. Like I've gone through this as well, like in a different way, but whatever. I think there's value in doing that. But at the same time, I think, especially with someone you've been friends with for a long time, or even, you know, maybe not a long time, but like someone you're very close to, I think you can clearly tell when someone needs to just vent or, you know, is clearly just upset and maybe not even looking for advice, but just, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, And maybe part of that is like being a good, not just a good listener, but someone who's like, someone who's listening while also thinking of the fact that they know you at least to a certain degree and kind of using that knowledge to help navigate that situation, um, I think is useful and good friends. So it is, I guess, reassuring sometimes when a friend has gone through something that you're also going through then you feel less alone. So I guess in that instance, like you were saying, that would make sense. But I think a good thing you can always ask too, if someone is venting to you is, do you want me to listen or do you want advice? So I also think that we should talk about why it's important to identify a core group of friends So I'd say a core group of friends is like a handful of people, maybe five people who you would consider your ride or dies, your best friend. These are people that you go to when you're having a problem or people that you go to when you have good news. And I think it's also really important to make the distinction between friends and acquaintances. So an acquaintance would be like someone that you see from time to time, but there's not that same demand there as there is in a friendship. I think it's really important to make that distinction because when you group your friends and acquaintances together in the same group, you're kind of placing them all on that same level of friendship. You place the same expectations on them as you would a best friend. And honestly, that's just gonna leave you disappointed in the end. 
I've mm-hmm. definitely placed like best friend expectations on someone who didn't deserve that title of a best friend. Mm-hmm. And it just really, I mean, it just drains your energy. It's just, you not- can't have 25 best friends. Mm-hmm. You just can't. There's not enough time in the day. And especially now, <laughs> I feel like with post-grad life, but if you are someone that has 25 best friends, then you obviously have a very different definition of what friendship is. You, know, you should be really wary of those people that have 25 best friends or claim to be best friends with everyone. And you just can't group your friends and acquaintances in that same group. Mm-hmm. But it's important to make that distinction because when you do have your core group of people and you're able to identify who you should be putting your energy towards. And it just saves a lot of disappointment, I think, when you don't place the same expectation on friends and acquaintances. No, I think you literally said that perfectly. And to be honest, this is something that's like, I haven't really dealt with until the last year or two, I would say. And it's honestly, I think you put it like more eloquently than I probably heard like, most people say it, but I think that's so true. Like starting to build just boundaries of people in your life and kind of what you, A, what you're willing to give and share with them based on like how, what you know you're getting in return, if that makes sense. Like just because you meet people in your life and you're a part of something together or whatever you're doing you don't need to necessarily let them into every part of your life. And I think that's such a hard lesson to learn. And especially like if you're someone who has struggled with friendships in your life and you haven't really had all these separate friendships to sort of dictate like where they kind of belong in your life, it can be really jarring then I think to have to do that. But yeah, I think it's, something to be weary about just in the sense of even something like class friends for example like I would say this year I've gotten much closer to people who are in graphic design at Purdue we're like a fairly small group and I've absolutely loved getting to know all of them and hang out with them more but it's again just a different part it's a different kind of friendship than you know your roommate or someone like that And so just kind of differentiating your expectations out of that friendship as well, I think is really important so that you're not necessarily getting hurt or whatever down the line. So I think that's something I always struggled with that I do a lot better with now and have realized is that the people that want to make time for you will. And, you know, this applies honestly in every relationship, friendship, romantic whatever it may be, there's no such thing as someone's too busy for you. Someone says they're too busy for you, they're not. Like, they just don't want to hang out with you. People that want to make time for you will. Mm -hmm. And especially having graduated from college and doing the nine to five, I really do appreciate those friends that do make plans with me and take the time out of their busy schedules to hang out with me. And I mean, it does become kind of, like a scheduling thing, like having a schedule time to hang out with certain people, but it's because I want to. And it's for the people that are in my core group too. 
I have that expectation set. You know what you were saying, your friends you have in your class. I mean, let's not disregard the importance of acquaintances though. You know, like acquaintances are good to have as well. Kind of what I had said, like I've just started to get closer to the people who are in my classes. And I so wish I had done that way earlier because it's so much more fun for us to all kind of be friends. And honestly, you're still getting benefits from those relationships, even if they're not necessarily a best friend. You know, you never know what you'll learn from different people if you don't give them a chance. And also, like, all of your core people start off as strangers. So at some point, you kind of have to be willing to put yourself out there, which is difficult, but it's so worth it, you know, if you're getting um, kind of all of that love and feedback and stuff in the end. By surrounding yourself with different people, you can discover different parts about yourself. And with your core group of friends, you know, you want those same set of core values, but you can also learn a lot from people that have a different point of view as you, whether that be a core friend or an acquaintance. And I think generally people are normally afraid of anyone or anything that is different or challenging to them. So I think it's worth it to have friends and acquaintances with varied perspectives. That way you aren't constantly being validated. You want to have people in your life who challenge you and make you think. You know, for example, if you have a friend that's in a toxic relationship and everyone in that group thinks that it's okay, there's no outside person, acquaintance maybe, that's coming in and challenging that point of view and potentially changing the narrative, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. But I think it is important to have acquaintances and kind of what you were talking about, you know, you can have acquaintances that turn into some of your core friends. I mean, I can think of many people like my friend, Annie, she and I always knew each other throughout college, but we didn't really become close or become each other's like best friends until end of our junior year of college. Identifying kind of like those five core people is important. Setting those expectations that you know, we're going to make time for each other and not placing those expectations on acquaintances, I think will save you a lot of like heartbreak and disappointment. And then kind of what you were saying, you know, friendship dynamics change, you know, you might have an acquaintance turn into a friend, but also a friend turn into an acquaintance, which I Mm -hmm. think is something that is kind of hard to go through. And you know, shifting dynamics and seasons of life. I think being in different places in life can contribute to a friend becoming an acquaintance. And it's normal to outgrow friendships too. You know, you said college was where you really kind of found your true friends. I would say that now because I do have some really great friends now who I met in college, but it took me a while to get there. As you know, I really, you know, I always had Annika, we were roommates, we'd also been friends before college, but I had some friends leave for boyfriends, I had some pretty toxic friends, and I really struggled to kind of just find my core group of people in my first like, two and a half years of college. 
And so every year I was kind of hanging out with different people and it was really discouraging and definitely a season of loneliness. Genuinely, like one of the hardest experiences I think to go in, go through in life is that friend to acquaintance experience because sure, like, don't get me wrong, running into an ex sucks and that kind of thing. It does suck, but there is a different type of pain and hurt, I think, behind a friend. There's no, like, if you're core friends with someone, you have like such a deep connection in a different way. Huge struggle today with like girls and dating and stuff is like the whole like expectation of sex and just not knowing kind of what people are looking for out of relationships. Whereas like friendships, it's so much more of a clearer line, I guess, if that makes any sense. And so when that relationship gets hurt, it's a different type of pain, I think. And it's similar to an ex, I guess, in certain situations. It's so strange when you have a friend who's no longer your friend and then you see a TikTok or something and you're like, they would love this or they would laugh at this or they would want to eat this food or whatever. And it's like, why do I remember like these random little details of someone's life? Like, and it's funny because I, I think part of this is growing up and being a bit more of an adult now in friendships is that I'm so blessed that I had a friend like that, that was so close to me. And, you know, I still was able to have that in my life at some point, but it's just such an odd experience to like have these like leftover pieces of people in your life. Um, especially if you're seeing them more so one-on-one, like there's wow, leftover pieces of people in your life. That was deep. <laughs> but it's true. Like I think about it that is. all the time because especially being somewhere in like a consolidated space, like a school or like a workplace or something like that. Like it's such a jarring feeling. I feel like that what you talked about was kind of a good segue into what we wanted to talk about romantic love versus friendship. And I like what you said about how with romantic relationships, expectation around sex and I feel like for me, it's really hard to decipher if a guy is actually really into you or they just want to get in your pants. But with like a friendship, friendship is just so pure and Mm -hmm. innocent and so wholesome because Mm -hmm. it's genuinely just wanting to be with that person and not expecting anything in return. Friend Amanda and I, the way that we became friends is that we had mutual friends and they brought up to me the fact that Amanda had a friend crush on me. And I was like, I have a friend crush on Amanda. And what was so cute and wholesome about the term like friend crush, we've used that ever since then, is the idea of like crushing on the idea of like just wanting to spend time with someone and thinking that they would add something to your life and you could maybe add something to theirs and like that kind of relationship. And so I think there's something just very wholesome and not necessarily like, I don't want to say safe. There's just something so kind of like what you said, like pure about genuinely just enjoying someone's company and presence. Friendship is so genuine and special. And I think, unfortunately, society puts romantic love on such a pedestal Mm -hmm. when really I think friendship 
love is honestly more special in most cases than romantic love because your friendships are a long time they might they might not be for life because we go through different seasons of life and things happen you know you go through a friendship breakup that's a real thing but your Mm -hmm. friendships tend to be longer than your romantic relationships and honestly like my friends know way more about me than any guy I've ever talked to to be honest when we talk about romantic love versus friendship I think it's also really interesting because there's no such thing as friendship therapy either Mm -hmm. there's no language for navigating these relationships and how to get in and out of them right and I also just think that that's so interesting as well we always think of friendship as something that we have not something that we need to work on or make better like we do romantic relationships Mm -hmm. and I think that that's where a lot of people get it wrong as well they get into relationships and they think that their friends are always going to be there for them and they stop making time for them and they stop investing in their friendships and working on their friendships and they place all that value on the romantic relationship and I think that that is just such a shame when that happens right as you know friendship heartbreak I think that that's like definitely a real thing And I think that it sometimes can hurt more than a romantic relationship breakup, just because our friendships do tend to be longer. And there's just so many other ways to experience love other than romantic relationships. And I'm saying this as someone that hasn't really had a serious relationship. So maybe take this with like a grain of salt. But I think that a common mistake that people make when it comes to friendships is thinking that it goes below romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. I mean, romantic love is so amazing, but it's not the peak epitome experience of love. Right. At least I don't think so. When I think about romantic relationships and I think about the milestones you think of with a romantic relationship, like a wedding or having children, that kind of thing. It's, ironic to me that also if you think about those experiences your friends are a huge part of those experiences like your friends will be at your wedding you're probably thinking about like especially girls women I think it's common to think about your bridesmaids it's common to think about you know if you're having a kid like maybe you have like godparents or something to the equivalent of that if that makes sense kind of what you had said where it's like we put so much pressure on romantic relationships but I don't think those experiences hold the same weight if you don't have your friendships along with them. So I don't know. It's just kind of an interesting dynamic of like how society is placed different. Yeah. Rules on friendship and love in that sense. And I think too, like kind of what we had said too, with like friendship, heartbreak, hurting a bit more. I think, you know, it's really commonplace in society today, um, especially like girls and women our age with like, hookup culture and stuff I think I get a lot less offended by the fact of a guy thinking I'm like not cute enough and like swiping left on tinder or wasn't good enough for whatever whereas like if someone knows something really personal about me and then chooses not to be friends with me that hurts a billion times more 
you know, if a guy ghosts me or <laughs> decides that he, you know, doesn't want to pursue things anymore, that's all right. Like I had my Valentine's Day party like a few weeks ago. We were all like standing around my kitchen. We were just having the best time, laughing, drinks, food. And I had one of those moments where I like thought to myself, like, wow, like I am so lucky to have the friends that I have. And no right. matter what happens with a guy that I'm talking to or whatever life throws my way, like I'm going to be okay. Like I have my girlfriends. I read this book called Everything I Know About Love by Dolly Alderton, which if you haven't read that book, it really talks about friendship, love, and a lot of relatable stories in there. Mm -hmm. And one of the quotes that she has in there is that everything, nearly everything I've learned about love, I've learned from my long-term friendships with women. And I feel that that's just so relatable, especially for me, just like not really like experiencing a serious relationship and kind of being on the sidelines, watching my friends get into relationships and the struggles that come with that too. And I feel like even though I have been single for a really long time, I feel like it's almost been like a blessing in disguise because I've been able to put immense value on my friendships. And I know that there's more to life than romantic love. Mm -hmm. And I know that I'll be okay. Like no matter what happens with a guy, I'll be all right. Yeah. And I've never had to be like dependent on someone for love. I've been able to experience love through my friendships which I think is so special, not having to like look to someone else for validation either, mm -hmm. I think has been kind of a blessing in disguise as well, which I want to do an episode on more romantic stuff, but that's just kind of the gist of it. Because what's funny too is like romantic relationships, I feel like so many, it's so talked about like how people have different opinions on romantic relationships, like whether you're into hookup culture or the complete opposite of that and like saving yourself for marriage and that kind of thing or like somewhere in the middle it's so interesting to me that that's such a commonplace conversation whereas like friendships like we don't really talk about necessarily like what you look for in friendships or it is interesting to me that people just don't really discuss like friendship necessarily in the same way it is interesting that the way we navigate romantic relationships and friendships is so different mm -hmm. because they're both important but from a personal perspective I do think that friendship is just as important and I think it is something that we should work on that we should try to make better you know in order to be a friend you need to be a friend too so we already kind of talked about like dealing with seasons of loneliness, but I guess my advice for someone that doesn't feel like they have a lot of friends, you can't really identify your core group of people. Just know that this time is temporary and just enjoy the time with yourself to better yourself. Go to yoga, you know, make dinner for yourself, do a bubble bath. I mean, that's what I do on nights that I have to myself, just a little self-care. 
I mean, I kind of talked about how I struggled finding some true friends in college. And I went through a period of time where I just wasn't really vibing with these certain group of girls anymore. And that was really hard, but I just reminded myself I've been here before. I've felt this loneliness before and I got out of it. And I think I've done a better job now at just like letting connections flow through me, connections and relationships without any resentment or nostalgia for what could have been. And just knowing also that certain people leave our lives in order for new friendships to form as well. And just knowing that you're not for everyone either. And that's Mm -hmm. totally okay. We're all so different. We're not going to be for everyone. You know, the right people will see you. The right people will hear you. Just because you're alone doesn't mean that you're lonely either. I think all of us would agree that we'd rather be alone than be in a room full of people and feel alone. I think that's one of the worst feelings ever. Mm -hmm. And if you start to feel that way in a friend group, just know that you do deserve better and you can find better. Yeah, no, I think it's a huge struggle, especially in the sense of like, if you're someone who goes out like to bars and that kind of thing, I feel like that's most commonly what people are talking about when you're not alone, but you feel alone. And I think too, like, it's something to say, like, yes, you can be alone and not be lonely. And at the same time, also you can be lonely and feel like you're alone when you're really not like something that has been such a strange re-realization I guess that I've had in the last like year is like you know when you're like younger and your parents friends and stuff are like all around all the time and people are always like how's school and like how's whatever you know you kind of unspokenly have this like community around you that cares about you that you see all the time and I think it's not uncommon that when you get to college, you just aren't as active in like family events. You're not with your parents all the time. So if they have their friends over or something, you're not there. And it's been like an interesting, like re-realization to have that, like, there's so many people that care about you. And it's so funny how like we put so much emphasis on like certain people's opinions or whatever. And then when you think about it, really, there's just so many people that care about you and want you to be happy and be doing well whenever I was going through those lonely periods in life as well calling up an old friend from high school calling you or calling my parents I mean it really helped that my aunt and uncle live in St. Augustine so whenever I kind of needed to feel grounded I could go to them and hang out with them have dinner with them Obviously, in college, a lot of people don't have their family right around the corner or someone that they can go to to feel that grounding. But like you said, just because you do feel lonely, it's easy to get wrapped up in the highs and lows of college, too, and post-grad. And sometimes I'm like standing in my kitchen on a Saturday morning making my coffee. And I think to myself, wow, like I'm 23 years old. I'm in my apartment by myself. I do have a roommate, but that's besides the point. And 
don't know, you, it's easy to just forget about, not like forget about the people necessarily in your life, but to just forget how loved you are. No, it is. It's almost like an out of sight, like out of mind. And I think too, like part of that is being young in the sense of you just don't have the perspective yet to realize all of that. But um, yeah, I think it's a huge valuable lesson. I think with friendships too, if you have a problem with a friend or they're doing something that's really bothering you, know that they don't know what you're thinking. No Mm -hmm. one knows what you're thinking. And if you don't voice those concerns or you don't tell them what's bothering you, if you don't communicate, there's no way for them to know that they are affecting you in that way. In some circumstances, you know, maybe they do realize, but in a lot of circumstances, they're going to have no idea what you're thinking. And so if you do have a problem with a friend, because that's just natural, we're all human, we make mistakes, we do things that annoy people, communicate. That's just so important in any relationship, whether that be friendship, romantic, family. Because if you don't communicate that to someone, they, like I said, won't know, but they can't change for the better. And it also just builds resentment towards them. And I think it's important too, like a life lesson in the sense of like, it seems so hard, like comfort. I can't say, I don't think there's really anyone on the planet, to be honest, that like loves confrontation. Like I'm sure there's maybe a few people that do, but like, it seems so much worse to have to have that conversation. But in reality, it's really so much worse to just like leave it and be silently fuming. (laughs) Yeah, you'll feel better if you voice your opinion. Mm -hmm. There's obviously ways to go about that. Don't text, for the love of God, don't text your friend when you have a problem with them because texts just get misconstrued. Yeah. And it's just so much better to have a face-to-face conversation. And I understand that it's so hard. I feel that I'm pretty good at confrontation, but... I mean, it's definitely not the easiest thing to do, but just know that you'll feel better when you go to a friend with, you know, a problem that you're having with them. And if they are a good friend, they will listen to you and they'll try to do better and they'll try to understand you and they won't make you feel silly for coming to them with that problem because your feelings are valid nothing's too silly. I think in the past, I would just brush over a circumstance with a friend because I just thought to myself, oh, this isn't a big deal. Oh, this doesn't really matter. And then weeks pass and I'm still thinking about it. (laughs) Mm. And it's just so much better to just get it all out in the air and your friendships will be better because of that. I think half the time it really is just miscommunication and honestly, most of the time, like whatever you're thinking is so different to what that other person's thinking. And you might think, you know, that like someone has a problem with you or like whatever the heck. And it's like 99% of the time, I feel like that's not the case. It's just that things aren't getting said out loud and then it's getting lost in like silent communication. You know what I mean? Where people try to find meaning in things and there really wasn't meaning there. 
And at the end of the day too, I know we talked a lot about friendship this episode, but the most important relationship, it's going to sound so cheesy, but is the one that you have within yourself. Mm -hmm. Because the way you see yourself, the way you take care of yourself affects all your other relationships in your life. No, it's so important. And it's important too, like being an introvert, I'm someone who just so naturally builds, works on that relationship with myself. Whereas I know for other people, it's just not quite as natural, but like, it's so important to like, in the same way that you would make time with your, for your friends or do things to make your friends feel loved and appreciated and that kind of thing. You have to do that same thing for yourself and you might do it in different ways. Like I do really stupid stuff. Like some mornings, like I'll go and get Starbucks before class. And that's like a, it's like a treat for myself, like a, and then I'm going to go and sit and be productive in class or whatever. Like some nights I genuinely volunteer, like just don't want to go and hang out with all my friends and stuff. I want to sit and have a nice little night in and watch TV or read a book or whatever by myself. So it's like, you have to work on that relationship as well, which is important. Yeah. I definitely think those self-care nights in are really important because I obviously love hanging out with my friends and they really respect when I'm like, Hey, I just don't have the energy to hang out tonight. Mm -hmm. I need to be home. I need to take a bubble bath. I need to light a candle, a (laughs) glass of wine. (laughs) Like I just need to unwind and just be with myself and my thoughts. And I need to do that in order to show up for my friends in the best way possible. Like the times that like I clearly needed like a night in or whatever, and then didn't give myself that. Not only was I miserable in whatever I was doing, but I made so many people around me miserable. Like, I don't know another way to explain that, but like, if you go out with your friends and you so clearly just wanted time to yourself and they kind of like peer pressured you to go out, or you just kind of decided you wanted to go because you didn't want to miss out or whatever, those nights have been nights where it's like, why did I even come out? Like, I clearly didn't want to. And your friends, not that your friends will be like pissed that you were there, but like, it's just not worth it at all because you're not getting anything from the relationships you're around and you're not able to give what you want to either. So it's just like, it's important to take the time away. All right, guys. Well, I think that wraps up the first episode of the Within Ourselves podcast. So I'm super excited to get this podcast going and have more of my friends on, maybe have some musicians on or business owners. Really anything goes, to be honest, on this podcast. But I hope that you were able to relate to some of the stuff that we talked about on today's podcast and that it helped you and maybe some way or another but Hannah thank you for being the first guest on the podcast sure no problem thanks for having me yeah of course and we'll see you guys next time Mm -hmm.